from receipt of the sound. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, I um, so we should we should admit to our listeners that it is nine thirty in the morning. It's nine thirty a.m. Which and what, we, what does that mean for you? Well, we planned on a ten o'clock, and then you texted just now said, "Would you like to do sooner?" Now, if I'm being honest, I. Let me just move some things around. I wasn't quite ready, but I thought this would be a nice opportunity mm, to, mm. to take everybody through my um, coffee preparation um, oh, routine. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So it'll be ASMR. Mm, yeah. Well, I I think things things are moving, and I just thought um, you'd wanted to to record earlier, and sure. I have a surprise guest, so. Whoa. That's why I said ten instead of earlier than that. Because obviously oh, I guess. for like four hours or something. But oh my god, our surprise guest someone wait, but oh, well, I don't I think I start now and then uh, our guest will join us for, uh, for, for another segment. Okay. After our um, after our sponsors. <laughs> are you can you hear what I'm doing? Can you hear what I'm doing? Are you, are you sort of, oh, squishy, 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 maybe yeah, it's water it's, running, maybe it's, no, no, some no. beans, oh, it's, it's, it's a, falling yeah, I, I was grinding beans, it was like a very soft sound, so, well, I have a very good grinder from Europe, it's a ham grinder, oh, and it really yeah. just gnaws its way through any old bean, any old bean, it's just, it's just a mouth. Grinds it's a, it's a mouth. Okay, now mouth. I just got um my grinder comes with a little two sided paintbrush that I just got out of the drawer because I always wipe off all the grounds when I'm done. Um, so I'm getting, so good to maintain your old world goods. Yeah, I'm getting out my ceramic cone filter thing, um, and a beaker because I I set it atop a beaker and now I'm gonna. I'm gonna moisten the paper cone thing before it wow. filter before I put it in. Wow. You're really with hot water. Uh, well, you know, any water really. Yeah, hot water is good, but it. I have to do it very sparingly because these things tend sometimes fall apart when they get wet. Okay. What? Like the bottom seam will open up, and it's Are you, rare. So you, you're doing a pour over, I assume. That's right. But you're, you're not wetting the filter in the cone? No, I just wet it before I put it in. So here's what you should do. Use hot water because then you're both warming up the cone mm-hmm. and you're, you're, you know. I not don't, at risk. See, I don't do this. I've like have moved on from this engaging in, in this you, kind of coffee nonsense. But You just push a button. No, no, no. I do pour over, but I'm like, whatever. The paper's fine. You know, <laughs> it's a it's a formality, I think. But it, but when it's colder and like everything is, you kind of want to preheat your like if you like pull your cup out and it's like an ice cube, which is mm. often the case. Mm. Uh, you know, it's nice to warm those things up because otherwise your coffee is cold immediately. It's so nice to be in an establishment where like they bring you warm dishes and you think, I'm in good hands. I'm in good hands. Oh. 
an establishment. You mean like a restaurant? That's right. Or like I was actually imagining like a hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was imagining a hotel. Why were we imagining a hotel? Um, because an establishment, it feels more of establishment It feels like I'm in a resort, I'm in like a, a, a lodge. Right, but it also feels like a place where hot dishware would, is even more mm-hmm. On the ready. valuable. Yeah, I'll, I'll be right. I, I'm, I'm, I can talk to you still, Jeremy. I'm going to get quiet on the recording because I'm just going around the corner to my bed. Oh, we're, so we've left the kitchen. We're, we're now in like a whole other wing of the apartment. And I'm back. Oh, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Okay. That's how big my apartment is. No, it's just very fast. Very. (laughs) I'm so fast. I mean, I literally just walked from like the furthest corners of my apartment. It took approximately one or one to two seconds. Efficient. Efficient living. Quite. Yeah. Um, So what's happening now is that now the coffee grounds are in the cone, the moistened cone, the the water temp. I wait for the water to get hot enough until the arrow on you. my gooseneck kettle gets into the green you. zone. What's going on? You lost me? You're in and out. You're in and out for me. But Oh, maybe if sometimes my mouth goes far away from the microphone. No, it sounds feels more like a cutting in and out of of technology, but Oh But you're here. You seem to be here. Well, I was just explaining. I, I took a short trip over to the stove to check mm-hmm. on the water. You're, you're, you have a kettle on the gas stove. I have a kettle on yeah. my tiny gas stove, and I have a, one of those, like, goose... Goose. Is that what it's called? Gooseneck pour-over? Did oh, I just make up that um, name? Goose. Goose? Sure. Well, it's just one of those Japanese-shaped ones that looks a little bit like a honeycomb or something, and it... Swan? No, what does it look like? It looks like a swan, absolutely. Anyways, Elegant. it has a spout, and now the, the it has a thermometer on the top, and the red arrow just moved into the green a zone. A thermometer? So a thermometer. Huh. Because, oh. you know, the lid has a, a stick that goes down into the water, and sure. it tells you when the water is ready, so you it's don't, like, nice. boil, boil your water to death. To death. Nothing really happens, but... But, yeah... It's great, because sometimes you don't need boiling water, you just need it warm. Well, apparently they want your water to be slightly less than boiling for It's true, but coffee. it's going to be, you know. Not mine. By the time you Not get mine. it. <laughs> okay. I, bro- I christened my um, KitchenAid mixer this week. Ah, uh, I saw a cake on Instagram. It was really something. I highly recommend this cake to you, because this is a cake that it looks I wet. think you... Well, it was a little too wet in that photo because I didn't take the time to chill I it. Love and my a friend, wet cake. Well, I mean, wet cake is a, one of the greatest joys. I mean, but pudding. Give me like a a bread pudding. Give me a a, a regular pudding. Give me give me yeah. ice cream. Yeah. But my friend Amelia came over for brunch last Sunday or Saturday, and I offered to make a brunch. So I set out like a bagel kind of platter, and I so I made a cake. More. <laughs> so I, I did. So I made a cake. The the traditional uh, brunch affair Br- of a cake. brunch, huge like a chiffon cake with whipped cream raspberry icing. Mm. 
again. Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah. Um, it's a Bon Appetit recipe, and I have to say it was, it was not difficult, and the it was absolutely delicious. And you use your stand mixer. And I use my stand Miss, mixer. What's that called? Refurbished. Who knew? Refurbished. Who knew? Get it refurbished. Honestly, it arrives at your Merry house. Christmas, this everyone. refurbished product, product, absolutely brand new. Absolutely. You think, how could this be any different than a new product? It's in a, it's in a box. It looks brand new. It looks like it's never been touched. And maybe, look, I don't, I don't understand what the concept of refurbished is for these giant companies, but. Yeah, it's unclear if it's the same as like someone returned this thing they bought and now we're selling it again. I think it's Which that. Seems it's like, like what ret- everyone else ret- does, but just at the same price. So I don't know. It's re- returned unused, and then they just sell it for literally half as much. I'm like, that seems like a bad business model, but okay. But yeah, so maybe I don't know, because that's how I buy my Apple products as well. Generally, it's on the refurbished market. Yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing for my next iPhone, which is imminent. Oh my goodness, these iPhones! My my iPhone is a relic at this point. Yeah, that's what happens. They're so expensive. It's crazy. I have a number seven. It's not good. Um, I have have a now old one, too. (laughs) Why? What number is yours? I don't know. I have, like, the previous one. It's really not old. It's just is now, you know, not the newest one. So Maybe I should... Do you think I should wait for 20? (laughs) Oh, just because that's nice. I feel like 10 just came out. When it was X. Well, now we're we're up to eleven now or twelve. I feel like 13? we're like fourteen or something. I oh don't know. Oh my god! What is, what is the phone I have? I don't know. What is? Hey, this? I just want to. I want to talk about what we're gonna do this today on the pod because okay. I do have a few questions from you know our famous listener Bobby Briscoe, oh, and so I'd like to do a sh- I'd like to do a short questions from Bobby at some point, and I think that it can involve our guest artist today. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, yeah. But... Um, okay, so, well... I'm, or unless you I'm, want to I'm devote more time. I'm in a residency, a, a, a dance residence. Oh my gosh, are we going to be having at, two guest artists Modern today? Accord something or other. What is it called? I don't know. Something like that. Um, it's Chase Brock's residency space in Accord, New York, which apparently Accord. they talked about when they were on the podcast a hundred years ago, uh, mm. early on, early on podcast. Well, I remember seeing images of it. And so, I mean, they were talking, I guess on that episode about having just bought this train depot and turning it into a residency space. That's and right. I have to say it is tremendously impressive. It is like a spa heaven. This is like truly like read. This is your this is your fantasy. Yeah, dorms. Yeah, I mean, what's slumber party? What's great? Yeah, dorm slumber party. I mean, Jack and I have this like master bedroom situation with this incredible bed and like big space. But then there's just like this great kitchen right off the studio it's it's incredible it's really like everything is correct you're like thank you so much thank you thank wow. you you know when you arrive like when you arrive is there a, situ- there's like, a bidet warm, like warm toilet seats oh it's just it's heaven you know it's like all the things there's a piano 
just is the is the refrigerator stocked when you arrive? No, but there was a oh. there was a pie, a bottle what? of wine. No. Yes. What kind yeah. of pie? A gorgeous apple pie. Oh my! That we like God. devoured immediately. It was like, oh, I'll have to eat a pie. Well, who else is doing residencies oh, here? It's just, and why don't it's just the why do we us? hear more about it? No, but in in the his, historical. Oh, I don't know. Place. I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but I do know that you can rent this place and that that's how the residencies happen, basically. So if you just like want to have like a gorgeous weekend with your friends, like rent it out. It's incredible. There's like a big, beautiful, totally, it's a big, beautiful yard. It's in, it's like in town, but like. It seems like all the other houses in this town are abandoned, so it's interesting. <laughs> and it there's like a this incredible, bougie, bougie, expensive market like one minute walk away. Oh, I love that! It's so amazing. You can go and get yeah, delicious just, like yogurt. Walking into your, uh, your kitchen. Yeah, oh, Jeremy, this sounds wonderful. And on a day like today, oh, on a day it's like a beautiful today. day. I went for a run. It's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Uh, yeah, the, it's such well, a wow. Yeah, it's we it's needed incredible. this day. It's we incredible. needed this day because we have been God, living in an actual cloud wow. that has been very oppressive. And so, yeah. to have the sun out this morning, mm-hmm. I have a new lease on life. New lease. It's. It was I, actually quite so warm yesterday. It was strangely warm yesterday. It was hot because we Today were underneath the pressure of that cloud. And beautiful. I have been going through my life spreading ill will to all who know me because of this weather. You know, and I've so, been hearing that. Have you? Yeah. I don't believe it. Ill will. Read Bartley. Ill will. Cause why? Ill because will. I saw Lloyd. I saw Lloyd at the ballet, you know. And perhaps I, I expressed to Lloyd that life feels over <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so lloyd is our guest um and we'll bring them in shortly and um, we will not we won't be joined by your loving partner? i don't think so okay I, don't, I haven't seen them today so i don't know oh friend of the pod happen. lloyd friend of the pod friend of the pod and friend to all lloyd knight Truly. And I'm glad that I did just see Lloyd at the nice? ballet. And I saw Lloyd perform. Yeah. Do you want to talk about <laughs> before we bring Lloyd in? I don't know. What do you think would be appropriate? I don't know. We can wait. I think it'd be nice to talk about it with Lloyd. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's good to have someone with first-hand experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've mainly been talking about that show and Twyla and the insanity <sighs> of it all. It really um, looked, it looked crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, and we saw the ballet. We saw James's return to the stage. Oh, you James. saw the, the matinee performance of Whipped, Whipped cream, cream, which is Whipped also a blast cream. from the past. You can check out Truly. our a review of, of that. Insanity. We have a review of that children's theater production by ABT. Two mil- millions of dollars children's theater. Um, it wow. remains a children's theater production, but I, it's really fun to look at, and it's like it's a great. Um, it brings crowds in because it's basically like a Nutcracker. It's like I know it's just too uh, bad that like it wasn't good. 
Well, I mean, the Nutcracker <laughs> is so incredible. I wouldn't say it's not good. I would oh. say that it's... I did. <laughs> you said it. You said it. I would say that there's certain parts where I feel confused about it because it is this, like, in sort of grim tale of, like, a child who essentially overdoses on sugar and then has, like, not only terrible physical ailments, but then, like, a psychological mm-hmm. excursion into Candyland that can only be characterized as, as like, a trip. psychedelic episode. Yeah, trip. And the show is peppered with other kinds of substance abuse. Like, there's alcoholism, and there's mm-hmm. kind of this pushing this narrative about, like, needles and... And a doctor who's like really needle happy. I don't know. It's very like yeah. as, it's, it's like but a, it's it's sort of like pointless. Like it doesn't. There's no sense of like no point nothing happens. To it, no, which there, is the there's no great disappointment. It's hard to understand like what is the moral of the story because it's the you finish the show in Candyland and you're right. like, is he dead? And it's not like we need a like a a moral because you know where are we? We're in the we're in the future, but yeah. like some like why did we just see this thing and then that thing? I don't know. Well, maybe but. it's like Giselle and one and the main character does in fact just end up in the afterlife, and for that child, the afterlife is a world full of people dressed up as hot dogs that are meant to be cookies. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, Here's what I think it is. I think mm-hmm. it's just about, it's just a carrier for some dance. So like, whatever. That's, it the, that's that. what it feels like. You're like, well. well act, it's actually, Jeremy, it's a carrier for visual design. Because well, right, let me tell right, you what, right. Mark Ryden's sets and costumes are, are really like something to look at for quite a while. <laughs> yes. There's like some tremendous visuals, but again, the sense of like, but it doesn't add up to anything. Yeah. And also because Mark Ryden is like more of a fine artist illustrator, there are definitely scenic, scenic missed opportunities because I think had Mark Ryden understood better about like the the stage. Yeah. And the, like the dimensionality of the stage, I think like there's some opportunities that were missed, but all that said, there's some amazing, amazing things to look at. Amazing Amazing things. Yeah. Anyways, whipped cream, and and James was tremendous. Danced beautifully. Is Isabella? Did you see Lloyd? Because Lloyd was there. Yes, I did. I said that was the first thing I said. Well, you said you saw Lloyd. You saw Lloyd. Oh, oh! I thought you meant at calling Twyla's thing ballet. I would never do that. Twyla's thing is a dance. Did you see that after? Wait, did you? Was whipped cream after you saw Twyla? I saw Twyla on Wednesday and whipped cream on Saturday. Oh, okay. So you talked to Lloyd about the Twyla thing on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. I see. Right. I see. See, I, I was, I was also surprised that you were calling Twyla ballet, but ballet is, is you know, another word for dance in a way. So yeah, there was people on point also, shoes in yes, the Twyla totally. show. Cassie. Um, I um, also saw two yeah. nights ago. I saw Niall Jones's show oh. at Performance Space New York, and that was wonderful. That was really. I mean, let's talk about one of our great New York performers who really 
put together an amazing experience for all of us and transformed the space into this weird like nightclub gallery (laughs) and then and then like did sort of like humped everybody it was so great it was and we got to sit in darkness with the blind with the window blinds open for a long time it was really wonderful i had a great time that's good shows 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 yes shows 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 are there more shows that i saw probably okay let me look at my calendar then that's fine well you know life life is dense right now so i'm going through the cal i saw my friends ned and ethan perform and they were so good and they sang so beautifully and they had another performer on the show named star with two r's and i you must everybody go and look up this person on youtubes because they have such a tremendous voice do it go go do it after this do it do it keep listening to this keep listening um (laughs) i i have camille brown in my calendar but i did not i did not go because oh wait it happened already well it's happening this week but the tickets are quite expensive good i I didn't go go (laughs) and so i went uh, you know uh, and there's I can only go to so many Wait, shows, is this and at then the Joyce, I just at the Joyce, yeah. and you know tonight I'm going to the Cunningham Cage show, and tomorrow I'm going to Trodgel show, and Saturday oh I'm going to ABT. God. So it's just like I can't, you I love, can't see it all. I love it so much. And we've been having fittings with Pam at the Royal Ballet, and getting to watch footage of this tremendous oh, so duet that she's been making. You cannot believe this duet that she's oh, making for Anna Rose O'Sullivan and William Bracewell. It is scary and funny and strange and also like it is lol i lol in this duet very fun oh that's fun um what else can i tell you about this world that we live in i had dinner last night with russell jansen and claire kretschmar and we got to really debrief about her retirement from the new york city ballet and I, I walked in having a, a, a nice anecdote prepared to say to Claire with regard to her uh-huh. retiring from the ballet at the age of 32 or 30 or whatever, age 30, <coughs> which is that I saw Ina Garten uh-huh. on one of my devices saying on a talk show or something that, you know, in order to like make a... a, a transition in life if you really want to like move towards something else you sort of have to stop whatever it is you're doing Mm, yeah I agree in a way and then just like pursue the next thing um did you see the the Scaparelli uh what's his name I was like Daniel Roseberry wow so sexy Daniel well as you know Daniel was my senior critic at FIT what a what a dream he was so, it was crazy it's when he so... would walk in in his Tom Brown attire, because he was working at Tom mm-hmm. Brown at the time. Right. And we would meet with him once a week at school, and he would come in and sit there in his suit and look over all of our work, and I was just like, I can't even believe that this, like, absolutely gorgeous person who is younger than me is Insane. sitting there in this room and isn't isn't going to go out on a date with me. Yeah. <laughs> that was hard. It's unfortunate. That was hard. Yeah. Um... And mm. then he did get that big fancy job at Scaparelli. Wow, and really turned it out. 
He's turning it out right. for sure. I mean, can I? And I, look, this is not meant to disparage him or anyone involved, but he's a theater designer. That's costumes he's doing. He's but doing that theater. Brand is that's like what that brand is. Well, not always. No, that's mm. not. I mean, mm. I think Scaparelli had a theatrical attitude, but she also made clothes that a lot of people just wore. Clothes. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know what people are wearing. I assume. Well, they're they're not wearing not sh- like those runway looks. Full size chandeliers on their head. Yeah, you know. But like, <laughs> I assume there's like a whole other like universe of clothes that they're making that aren't the runway you're uh, you're probably right yeah, they probably have like, like a brand of clothes one can wear yeah i mean but whatever i mean like serve the fantasy that's what that's what i yeah, want to see that's, i'm not gonna that's wear what those the runway no matter for. what yeah well cr- no i mean crazy. very few are very, very few, few are. are yeah you know what's Red interesting carpet. i feel like oh i don't want to be mean i don't feel like being mean right now but i will Jeremy Scott, I think, had, like, such a fun moment at Moschino. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. suddenly Daniel Roseberry came into the picture at Scaparelli. And I think Jeremy was sent into a place of, like, extreme jealousy and then just started acting out at Moschino and doing terrible work. That actually looks like really trash Scaparelli. Oh, I feel like that's being generous, actually, as to what that is. Oh, okay. It just seems almost yeah, like in the whipped cream line of like, oh, you don't, you've like lost <laughs> well, the thread on like what well, this is. He, so now he's it's just doing kind like, of like, he's a doing tantrum. Beauty and the Beast costumes yeah, over there. Yeah, it's like he's grasping like, at straws. Yeah, it's like this person's the candlestick and this person's the dresser I drawer. Mean, that know? was literally that show. It was, that was truly horrifying. But, you know, I mean, what was that other show with the like giant zippers? I'm like, these concepts. Like, they don't work. You can't, like, have your concept be, like, giant zippers. It's for kids. It's, um, it's for kids. It's for rich kids. And remember how also insane and crazy he was on Project Runway? Or whatever that show's called, Making the Cut? Yeah, I think I think he was... I think it was, like, in his contract. Like, you have to be crazy to do some. Times. You have yeah. to do something. Humiliate something. yourself a few times. Oh, he really yeah. was successful in that way. Yeah. Um, All right, I should go get Lloyd and we'll you? talk about... Oh, it's time? Lloyd stuff. Yeah. All right. I thought you had to go. No, I just you wanted have, to start early. Be- you have a busy day. No, I wanted to start early because I, I felt like it was would be a push for me to just, like, start the day sooner. Oh, I see. Well, yeah, when you, you said 10.30, I thought... You done something else. I know, but... <laughs> But then I would have to come up with that myself. No. Okay. No. All right. Well, we'll be right back with Lloyd. Oh, so we're back with Lloyd Knight. Hey, yo. I am back as well with a fresh recording. (laughs) Freshly, freshly dethroned. Oh yes, I just I just stepped (laughs) off the my hollow my hollow throne. Yeah, it's good. The coffee goes in. The coffee goes in and the boobs come out and the boobs come out and the boobs come out. No, no. (laughs) (sighs) 
And you know what, Lloyd? That's not the first time I sang that today. So. Oh, that's oh, that's song. It's today. only what ten ten thirty. It's ten sixteen, Lloyd. Oh, wow. Okay. Get it, wow! Get it right or Let's pay the price. Get, ahead of get it right or pay I'm the price. I'm drinking my tea. I'm trying to get it together. Excuse me. So, excuse me. Can before we get into Lloyd's past and future, I want to talk about the present and understand what do our days look like up at this residency. Oh, it's very just dreamy. Yes, making art. <laughs> and 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 how many hours are we devoting to to every minute? Please. No, you can't. You can't put boundaries on the art. Okay, process. there's no separating conversation and art making and meals and art. This is yeah, why this the is government the... is taking all funding away from the arts. <laughs> yeah, because they're afraid. They're afraid. Because artists cannot be held accountable. It's a flow. You can't, you can't contain it. It's true. I, I was talking with Claire and Russell last night about this, about how people with real jobs, they work so hard in so many hours and like there is this thing about being disciplined as a young dancer, but then... Well, and Lloyd, you're excluded from this because you're the hardest working person in show business. <laughs> but there is a certain point in one's like dancing experience where sometimes you really don't work very much at you don't all. Wanna, you don't want to do shit. Well, Reed, you're a real taking it easy kind of performer too. But some people with regular jobs don't true. work. That's absolutely that true. Hard, actually, okay. I think I think people like they show up when they show up. They take a break. They like. Do the bare minimum. They wander around. I, I, so I don't think, I think, you know. I, think I know, but just a, if you like, if you state various. what happened in a day, sometimes for a dancer, it's mm. like, well, I I woke up and I took a dance class at 10 and then I rehearsed for three hours in the middle of the day and I saw a show and that's mm. my job. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but that also is like an eight hour day. That's like... well. Yeah, it's, it's just not concentrated in the same way. It's like, yeah. oh, I sat at a desk for... Yeah. Well, yeah. it's also like, Lloyd, I got to work, I did the thing, whatever. But again, I exclude Lloyd from this because I know that Lloyd is up at 6 a.m. Therapy, Pilates, <laughs> physical therapy. <laughs> I am not. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then he sings the song. When the coffee goes in, then the poops come out, then the poops come out, then the poops come this out. Is why, this is why Lloyd drinks tea. Oh, Keep, right. Yes, right, right. I, love, I love the so tea. So it's absolutely the same song, but just in a just British accent. Mm. When the tea goes in, then the poops <laughs> come out. This, this, is this is an interesting <laughs> British accent. <laughs> you know, I've never been... I've never been... I don't have consistency in my accent game. Okay. Um, Lloyd. Yes. <laughs> now, is the focus of this residency particularly... Something from Jack Fervor in collaboration with Lloyd and Jeremy, or what's going on? I just want to make some art, and I love these two people. So it was like, let's make art together. So Lloyd is writing a show. <laughs> in 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 words? Yes. Yes, it's gonna be theater. There's gonna be movement. I want all the elements in there. Yeah, it's in the wow. it's in the vibe of a Jack Fervor show. Mm-hmm. Of like you know dance and text. Yeah. Um, and like who better biography. who better to consult with than yeah. Jack Fervor? Yeah, of course. So, so I think that's that seems to be. I mean, that's 
what we think you came to us for is to make the kind, you know, that you want to make the kind of show. Yeah. That we're interested in making as well. And that's, so, I was well, given this exciting. opportunity and I was like, okay, I have to, I have to make this happen with these wow. people. And do you have a producing partner for this endeavor? Or is this just something that's... This is just the, the, the laying of the foundation. Ooh. Yeah, what a luxury, Lloyd. This, is, this sounds like you live in Europe. But it's yeah, going to happen. It is, pretty, like, <laughs> it is pretty fantasy. And like, there's no... There's no like... We don't need to make a product. Yeah. Wow, I love yeah. that. Like at the end. Because usually we really it's, are. it's two weeks. <laughs> But we're splitting well, it up. Oh yeah, we're Jack, doing another Jack, week. Jack sort of can't help but to make something. It seems that's my experience. Well, also like ways. Lloyd has been writing, and we've been, you know, giving feedback, and yeah. Uh, so it's it's been developing. There was like a nice foundation before we even got here. So. Yeah. And the other day, Jack like started working on a solo, and that took him all of what like ten minutes. He's so fast. Well, like, I don't know. I mean, I. <laughs> It seemed to. Ha- I thought it maybe happened. I think it happened in the night. In the dreams. I woke up and Jack was like, "I made a, I made this thing. You want to see it?" I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So I love yeah, that. It's great. It's great. Yeah, it's been super Sometimes fun. it just flows right out. You know, don't make me repeat the song. Please don't. Don't make me repeat no, no. the song. <laughs> <laughs> But you need, you know, you need the space. Uh, this, and, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a, a we're doing a, a, a kind of Guggenheim works in process. That's sort of the, that's the, mm. the, the situation. Oh, wait, at the Guggenheim. But, but there's no, I mean, no, just like these, these oh. two weeks of residency. But can you do, can you do one of their two day works in processes at the Guggenheim so we can all come and see? Yeah, yeah potentially. But, but they really give you the, you know, the opportunity to just work. Like if you want to come here and work and you never maybe show it again, that's just that's what fine. it is. Yeah. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. So. Well, I love that. It yeah, sounds, um, sounds like the kind of structures that, we need more of in this world where we live. Yeah. yeah. You're just allowed and to play. Lloyd, how much time do you have off from all of your many other real dancing jobs? <laughs> this is this is a good one week off. This from is a everything. week off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then are we back to uh-huh. gramming or what? Back to the gram. <clears throat> are you now by far the most senior person in this organization? Now I'm the most senior dancer. Yes. Right. Wow, 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 Yes, wow. since 2005. I, I did not even know until a couple of weeks ago that other Lloyd has exited the dance company. Yeah, he said, peace out. <clears throat> I love that. <laughs> yeah, he's really um, happy. Now you're the sole Lloyd. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I mean, yeah. you were always the number one Lloyd. Oh, so. thanks, oh, y'all. Lloyd is great. Lloyd. Lloyd is great. We love Lloyd number two. I we mean, love Lloyd two. yeah, I mean... It seems pretty impossible to surpass Lloyd number one, but good luck, honey. You could not. All right, um, let's move yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. So, Reed, I want to hear about um, the Twilight experience from, right. from, from the audience. Right. Oh my God, Reed, your eyes when you saw me, it was just like. 
Shock. Shock. No, yeah. my I saw Lloyd walk up to me at the valley. My eyes bugged out. I thought, <gasps> a star walks toward me. <laughs> I have. You're still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, absolutely. That was more the feeling. You're exactly right, Lloyd. Are you okay? <laughs> Are, how is your mind, your body, and your spirit? You know? So, um, yes, I was concerned. That was part of my experience of viewing this show. I was sitting quite close, but over to the right side mm. of the theater. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so the curtain goes up. I thought, I'm with them. I'm with them yes. on the stage. You have wrote, all the fog in your face. I was living in the cloud with you. Yes. And it, there they are, Caitlin and Stephanie. The show begins and then it doesn't end until it's over. You yes. know? Uh-huh. <clears throat> and then Lloyd and Richard and Reed come forward. I just, don't be confused, everybody. There is another Reed who's actually an extraordinary dancer and it's not me. <laughs> It's not me. I'm this person wrong. this person is literally 25 times more coordinated than me. Shut up. That Lloyd. 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 Reed Tankersley is one of the most coordinated humans. He's a powerhouse. Yeah. So at any rate, then I felt, I thought, what's, I thought, are they okay? Are these dancers okay? Because everybody looked sort of unmoored psychologically. You know, like the, a little bit like, where am I? What's happening? When will this end? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what performance <clears throat> was this? But did you get that from everyone? Mm, well, sometimes, so, uh, look, Lloyd, I, I don't, I'm not going to glom you into my experience in <laughs> okay. this way. <laughs> but like yeah, I had moments from Cassie where I was like oh she's cool as a cucumber I had moments from Jeanette where I was like oh she's really like she's she's um, inviting us all in yeah you know but in general the the vibe was like wait you we saw have... opening night yeah yeah that's correct okay yeah it, it like, went through it went through a lot of different stages on... I mean I have to say, Lloyd, the feeling of like we have to get through this together was thrilling. Yeah. I mean, for for an audience mm-hmm. to be in that situation, you're like, wow, something's happening. That's exciting. There's yeah. a risk. There's like a sense that <clears throat> you might not make it through. Yeah, no, <laughs> there. It did feel yeah. like, the, especially like you got kind of halfway through and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. Like it's still it's relentless. The shirts have come off. There's sweat flying. Yes. And um yeah, I mean, it is a a of all to start in that container visually is mm. thrilling because to have this like incredible Jennifer Tipton lighting scheme with like the dense fog and these amazing Norma Kamali costumes. I mean, incredible yeah you're you're already in an amazing space and then to have all these dancers come forward who are in a vulnerable situation that's really exciting reed what do you think of these striped costumes because i'm like holocaust (laughs) well that is someone last night was saying to me um that oh no no i was on a phone call with emily coates yesterday who's um used to be in new york city valley she's works for yvonne rayner blah 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 um and she was kind of like, you know, they they are very, like, prison, Holocaust vibes. And I thought, oh, I'd like, I don't see them in that way because the shape of them has so much ease. 
they have like dolman sleeves and they're made of this kind of like slippery fabric and so I don't that's not the impression I get and also the stripes are vertical yeah I don't um it's definitely always when I see those costumes I think holocaust mm. interesting yeah I think a horizontal stripe brings me to a I place think of imprisonment. It might but... also be the thing with the red, like the red also being this kind of blood. It feels very aggressive wow. and dark to me. So that's well, that that's does hard. play play into <laughs> kind of like the physical environment. Well, and the fog, right? The fog is kind of like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, but the, uh, the, the someone took a photo. Itself, <clears throat> Lloyd, do you know the photo I'm talking about that I saw on Instagram of everybody hugging backstage before? Yes. Yeah. It's really an extraordinary photo because of like the quality of color and light that is so mm-hmm. sort of drained. Mm-hmm. And it's re- and yeah, so it it does all kind of like very dramatic. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Twyla told us, especially like the three stomper men, she was like, you know, when you come out. I want the audience to be like, bam, like the show has started, like what's about to go down. Yeah. So she really wanted us to come in with a mood. Like it's definitely (laughs) setting the tone for what's like about to go down. So I feel like maybe that's what you picked up on. We were just like so concentrated on getting this message out. Well, I also think like there's a kind of internal concentration in that dance because yeah. you, ha- you you can't really stop thinking and and yeah. counting and just you have to keep going. And the internal concentration of amongst you of like trying not to crash into each other <laughs> and trying to just like continue to move your bodies. Yeah. That's really, that's very thrilling. And I mean, I think that's, I think... Twyla brought into this kind of conventional performance space ideas about durational performance or like mm, physical exertion that otherwise weren't existing in this kind of space. Obviously, these ideas were happening in other performance spaces Mm -hmm. where Twyla had kind of come from. Yeah. But she she brought it to the masses and it's really it was exciting. I had a really great time watching Upper Room. Because even to dance it, just, I mean, they're, they're obviously there, we got to a point where we were just like running it in the studio and you feel like you have like a hold of it, still hard, but you're like, okay, we got this, we, we got it. And then you move into the theater and then there's the fog machine. Uh And then there's, (laughs) we call it the car wash. I love that to hear you call it. A car machine. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know. The fog, a fog machine. Fog machine. <laughs> the fog machine, I mean, that's such an understatement because it's not, you don't even perceive of a machine because that's you're just so like nice. in a fog. Yeah. But, but wait, wait, tell me, about, tell me about the upstage thing. What's going on up there? There's something called a car wash and it's, it's like a humongous car wash that the, where the scrim would be, where you would usually see a a lit background she has black strips of fabric 
Oh, that you just move through. Yeah, that you move through. So you just, you know. Well, that is incredible because it really works because you never yeah. see that. You never, ever see it. But people do just kind of emerge from, yeah. from nothing. So you got all these new elements that you had to work with and running around wings. <coughs> you had running backstage. and <laughs> People wow. was ad- adrenaline and that changes so much. That adds so much more energy to the whole thing. So... It was so it was a real ride. <laughs> and you had a and long rehearsal period. Yeah. You yeah. said you started like running the thing like in August. Yeah, we started in we started in June, like mid June I believe. And we were already like running it I think in like August at some point. Did you enjoy the rehearsal process? I did. I loved every second of it. Wow, she, she Are you being like, diplomatic? No, I really I really love her. I, I I think she's super intelligent. Um I love her movement vocabulary, her style, her approach mm-hmm. and she you know, it's not like someone's just telling you, Oh, this step is wrong, but they're not really telling you why it's wrong. Like mm-hmm. she can give you a whole background why it's wrong, what it has to lead up to. Uh, it's just, I just learned a lot from her. I really enjoyed it. I mean, she she is wild. She is a wild woman. <laughs> Reed, there are these videos. But I thought, <laughs> but I thought she, I could, I could laugh at her, at her and her humor, like, and I, she, some, she saw me laughing a lot at her, and at first I thought maybe she would get bothered, but I think she kind of, in a way, enjoyed it. Was she, she laughing knew, with you? Because she knew she was being like... <laughs> sometimes Wait. she would laugh. Oh, good, okay. Well, we like to hear that she can laugh. Or sometimes, you know, actually, I would start laughing, and she would ask me what was so funny, and I would tell her, and then she would react however she would react Wow. Yeah. I mean, from like the stories, it feels like, you know, like a kind of old school downtown artist choreographer who's like neurotic and, you know, has like all these like things that they need to like run their rehearsal in a specific way and they are bizarre and, but it's not, but she, yeah, it's not like abusive or. uh, Right. Like, there was one section we ran, no joke, Mm -hmm. we probably ran at least 17 times. And by the 12th time, I think I just started, because she, sometimes we would get halfway through it. Sometimes we would get only a quarter. Sometimes we would get all the way to the end, and then she would say, stop, let's go back. And I would, I just started laughing, and she's like... (laughs) what is so funny and I'm like because th- this is like the 12th time that we've done this oh like I just feel a little bit crazy and she's like well if you guys would just get it right and do what <laughs> I say then you wouldn't have to do it again and I was like you know what you're right wow <laughs> wow, wow wow but Lloyd wow. you also really you really like appreciate a crazy artist I mean my I kind of I kind of love the crazy but so to a certain like point that. Like I feel point, triggered though. by that, but I'm all, I I like I don't, but I also have like 
you know, defiance disorder. So like, I, like when someone does stuff like that, I'm like, I will get no. revenge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will destroy you somehow. I don't know. This was was an opportunity that I literally was waiting for for so long. I've been trying to work with this lady. So I was just soaking it all up. Well, and you were in a great situation because Twyla got to curate a group of dancers that she wanted to work with. It's not like she was plopped onto a dance company where she probably would be working mm-hmm. with some dancers that she'd be like, I don't want them in the room. You know, like it was, right. it was people that she wanted and chose. Yeah. So that's great. That's like a good, the best case scenario for all. I'm interested in both of your experiences of that. Cause I, I find it to be such a great thing. This like mix of different dance communities into a, a show for both the dancers and the audience. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious about your experiences. Hmm. It, for, it, uh, <laughs> no, I mean again in the way that like the whole thing felt a little bit like excitingly disorienting. That mm. too was something that felt a little disorienting, where you had like gram dancers coming out in point shoes, and then like sort of like famous principal ballerinas, and then you know it was like it was a little all over the place but about five to ten minutes into the dance you just kind of got over it because everybody had the same goal Mm. physically and so it's sort of yeah it went away like this feeling of like there's differences suddenly you were like oh there's not it's fine like everybody is like doing the thing Mm -hmm. yeah and the differences are just like a part of the texture of this dance Mm -hmm. yeah I mean, for us, it was, um, I almost say we didn't really even think about it because, I mean, she had the ballet people doing the ballet things, uh, mm-hmm. minus, you know, Marcia from Graham. She, she hopped in and out of the ballet shoes and sneakers. And, but, you know, some people might not know, but Marcia, like, went to the Bejar school. So she's, she has a super strict, ballet background so for her it was it wasn't a big deal but and then you know the rest of us I mean the stumpers we you know we're all modern dancers besides like Stephanie who's just recently left ABT but you know when she used to perform upper room with ABT she was a stomper so Mm -hmm. um I don't I, I kind of feel like it wasn't we didn't really think about that. We were just happy to see this big mix of people in the in the space because that rarely happens. Yeah, I also think like dancers today, even if you're part of a company with like very specific syntax of movement, it's like everyone has to sort of do everything nowadays. Yeah. So when called upon to like do a thing, people people can do it. It's yeah. not like Nobody looked incredibly out of place. Yeah. I think it also would have felt a little bit um, jaggedy and wild if maybe we didn't have so much rehearsal time as well. But because right. we spent so much time with each other, we we really created, a, um, I guess, a unified 
company, even though we were yeah. all so different. And my the only reason I even had any sort of like mental discomfort about it was because I know who these people are. So yeah, like, yeah. I walk into the situation being like, that right. is a gram dancer. Yeah. She yes. has point shoes on. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't have had that if I didn't already yeah. know these people. Yeah. I think that's, that's your, your awareness of where all, where these people are coming from. I think. Yeah. So. I had a very like heartwarming moment sort of once the full cast had kind of emerged in mm-hmm. upper room, I thought, Wow, I've dressed all of these people for the most part. Besides, yes. like, besides like one or something. I was like, wow, I know all these. These are my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sort of more to my, I think what I was thinking with the question of like the read for your experience, but like the audience that was there. Like I like the idea of like, and I feel like there was other programming that like New York City Ballet and like, bringing different companies together. Mm. Like, I like the idea of different, like each company kind of has its audience and, you know, their system of people. Mm, mm, And I mm. like the idea of programming that brings those people together. And now you're seeing different dancers from like different dance, you know, right. Not really. And and not just like on the same, not on the same program, but actually like in the same, in the same. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And then for Lloyd, like your experience, like being able to not really like dancing different forms or whatever, more like being able to m- make work with these other people that yeah. you know, aren't in the grand company or, yeah. you know, it was super, mm. it was fun. And then you had to do um, your ballroom moment. Then the ballroom came. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the ballroom moment. We'll call it, I'm just going to call it. Nine sets of satin pumps. <laughs> goodness, a goodness. lot of kitten heels and wigs. 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 And... Nine nine satin pumps and three wigs. <laughs> that would have been an amazing Oof, name Dad. for that dance. Um, no, I mean, I didn't need to see nine Sinatra songs, but I did. I had some. In, I had a good time at, at times. Had um had you seen the whole thing before? Because a lot of people said that they they didn't even know that existed. I didn't they... know the concert version existed because my experience of it is just the film with Misha okay. that they made in the eighties. Yeah. Um, that uses like female dancers from ABT, but it was not, a, and it's only Misha. Yeah. So the I had sweet. Yeah, I did not know this existed. Yeah. But. But it was a it was a costume and wig show oh, and it was a disco ball and it, it you know and there for for New York and the audience at City Center they were they were into it. Yeah. I was sitting next to a man who could have been no less than ninety two years old who was snapping his fingers through the whole thing. Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know you have these classic French Sinatra songs and then she really takes you back to an era, like, and yeah. I mean that was the whole obviously with the wigs and the costumes and whatnot. I mean those are the those, it's always been like that. I don't know about the wigs, but they were <laughs> they really were trying to make an effort to transport people back. They well were these two dances originally shown together? 
I can't that? imagine that. No, they're made it in very different. They're like, made nine, different times. Nine Sinatra songs is actually several years before Upper Room. Mm. Uh-huh. And so, no. <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> but I had a really good time and I went with Russell and we had a great time. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was sitting on my right side. Yay. Um so Lloyd, congrats. Thank star. you so much. Thank and when you. will we next see you on the stage? On the on the stage, um well we have Graham touring. And then we do the Joyce for two weeks, I believe, in April. Oh, that's far away. Yeah. Yeah, so I, that's my next New York experience, I believe. Okay. So we have time to recover. <laughs> <laughs> to recover. Now, Lloyd, we have um, we have a listener. We have questions from Bobby. Questions oh. from... Do you, do you know Bobby Briscoe? Probably, I believe so, yes. Know. Really? At first I thought you were going to say Bobby Jean. I was like, what? No. Bobby <laughs> Briscoe is, he's sort of my age, used to be in ballet companies, and now lives and works in Germany as a rehearsal director or repertory director at a company in Germany. Cool. And so Bobby sends questions frequently. Okay. Via Facebook Messenger. All right. I'll you know. Wow. Yeah. And today, Bobby sent some questions that I think it's really good you're here to participate in answering those questions. Okay. 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 Let me pull it up. I have to find the application. Facebook Messenger. Facebook Messenger. Facebook Messenger. I get, see, I will get 10 audio messages in a row from Bobby. That will be a minute long each. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, this week, Bobby says, if, if you don't mind, please answer the following. <laughs> if you don't mind. All if you right. don't mind. Well, I don't mind. Please name three things you, you wish a rehearsal director or ballet master slash oh, mistress, we're not saying that anymore, Bobby, we're saying repertory director, would have said to you when you were a dancer. And so you can... You are a dancer, Lloyd, so I'm just putting it in the present tense for you. Um, Three Three things things. I wish they would say to me. Yes. Um, Oh, God. Well, our our main rehearsal director is Denise Vale, and she says a lot to me, so... (laughs) Anything you want her to say? Um, Maybe... Well, we kind of have gotten into a little, like, discussion about this privately from time to time, but there's this thing, I feel, where they don't necessarily want to be on top of principles, because mm. I guess they, you know, they want to have, they want to let you have the freedom, or they feel like you're at a point where you don't need to hear certain things, and I disagree with that only because you know mistakes get made and sometimes i i mean there's been several times where i feel like i'm doing something a certain way and then i see a video or photo even of a certain moment and i'm like why the hell didn't anyone say anything (laughs) (laughs) i get really upset so i are like are in class for example 
there was this really, um, there was a long period where she kind of was leaving me alone, which I appreciated. But at the same time, I'm like, if I look crazy, please tell me I look crazy. Like, mm-hmm. so I feel like prince, just because you're a principal doesn't mean, it, you know, you're, you're perfect because perfect doesn't exist. Right. Um, so that's one thing. Yeah, okay. basically say anything at all. Say anything. <laughs> say something. I don't care. Like say I really, something. I really don't care. Like I, please tell me, please. Um. So that's one. <laughs> Two. Um. Something I wish you would say. Um. No, it's hard to. But that just, also seems to like pinpoint specific things. It's yeah, more of like it's more like an a, keeping idea. a conversation, a kind yeah. of dynamic where like it's conversational. Um, yeah. Maybe what she what she really feels about all the contemporary work that we do now. Mm. Um, because she's coming from a world where it was, I mean, she had Martha there and it was only Martha, you know, they actually, actually, that's not true. They worked with like, they actually did work with Twyla at some point and other choreographers, but they solely had Martha. So I wonder what she thinks now about the, the state we're in. Right. Mm. But that's a tricky, because she's yeah, also, tricky. yeah, she's sort of on the inside. Yeah. So that would also be a kind of criticism potentially of like the internal choices or whatever but mm. um are yeah. are maybe like if she had a choice to pick the choreographers who would she choose for us mm. oh my god bobby i mean sorry, lloyd <laughs> i'm yelling at bobby and i'm yelling at lloyd um i don't know lloyd i i feel like my in- instinct in hearing this question is like i wish rehearsal directors in my experience had been very focused on the work and let and like been more careful about bringing their feelings into Mm. the environment and Mm. I think to open that can of worms with Denise would be asking for trouble no (laughs) yeah I think I think but I do think that there's maybe room for something of like making sense of the new work in relationship to the company's repertory because you know we we you know obviously um, our director Janet is she's a decision maker and I've pretty I've for the most part enjoyed every choreographer that's like come by but you know, you don't really hear so much from from our rehearsal director and her thoughts and, and wants, wishes. So, you know. Interesting. That's my number two. No, this is an amazing question. Thinking about, like, Bobby stepping into this role. It is like, what is the advice mm-hmm. for Bobby in, the, you know, the 21st century about how a, a, a repertory director should approach the work i guess there's like a lot of avenues to take but i also think for you lloyd as someone who's been who's like a senior you've been there your relationship i feel like you have a desire for almost like a more personal relationship with this person as like senior kind of people right that's a good point Um, so i think that there's also that kind of desire that you're right 
there's you know, you, with this person. Right. You have to kind of like adjust the way in which you communicate with dancers depending on their experience and what right. they need. And you know, we've all we've all um we've grown together, I guess I would say, because I came in when Janet got her position. So we kind of started together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then Denise got her job two years after that. So, yeah. you know, I changed as a person and as a dancer and they changed within their roles as well. Once, right. you know, more time went by. So, right. Yeah. So you have like a, yeah, a different kind of authority, authority relationship <clears throat> to them because you've seen them as people over years as well yeah but lloyd i think you you you're not alone in this sentiment from dancers where they want more kind of personal attention toward what it is they're doing from the rehearsal director Mm -hmm. so that they feel supported when they go out on stage by someone who's Mm -hmm. like really keeping an eye yeah and i mean i don't want to make it seem like maybe i said it the wrong way like she's super she does her job you know, mm-hmm. she's she's there with us, but I was just going with that question and Yeah, but don't, think, don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Lloyd, she won't listen to this. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> but also I think don't that, worry. that struggle I think that, that would probably it sounds like it would be a common thing with like re- how to how to respect people who are like more senior members who mm-hmm. have now, like, all this information in their bodies and, mm-hmm. and like, letting them be individual as well. Mm-hmm. So I think, also, like, I imagine not everyone is, has your position of, like, oh, I want feedback. But i like, no, leave me alone. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be here, do these dances that I've been doing for 10 years. So... Uh, so maybe you know even that could be an- another thing of like communication about what kind of yeah feedback communication you do want. is like key that, yeah communication is key communication always is do we have another question <clears throat> yes okay I'm sorry that wasn't exactly three things but it's That's too okay. hard we can't it, do that it was hard that was hard please name three things that you've heard <laughs> oh that you that you heard and would have liked not to have heard. Mm. Oh, so things you don't want to hear from a from a yeah. rehearsal or re- uh, whatever you call it. Yeah. From a <laughs> rehearsal director. Yeah. Or from anyone. Okay, can, <laughs> what is going on? I, <laughs> can, I can speak to that more specifically. Like I remember being very young and having a teacher tell me in class or in rehearsal, like, if I don't do this, then I will never this. It was mm-hmm. this kind of mm-hmm. like blanket statement yeah. about like my body like uh-huh. oh if you don't get your ribs in like you'll never be able to do and I'm like okay that has weirdly stayed with me for my whole life and that's crazy mm-hmm. like uh-huh. don't you can't talk to people like that okay that's one and then the second one is that <laughs> one time I was rehearsing the Arabian dance at the Alberta Ballet and the rehearsal director because the dance like was performed topless uh-huh. she was like why don't you go ahead and take because a lot of the men who did the role it was a duet would take their shirt off in rehearsal and I obviously never did and she was like why don't you take your shirt off for this run through I was like no and so I wish she had never asked me to do that so that's one other mm-hmm. thing um, consent I think is a big thing where like 
sometimes lines get crossed. Yes. Um, and what other kinds of things do I not want rehearsal directors to tell me? You go now, Lloyd. You elf trick. Keep thinking. Oh, what? Why? What's up with all these three questions about the rehearsal diary? Is he related <laughs> to Denise? Like, is he about to? No, like... you don't have to talk about. You also don't have to talk about Denise. You can talk about in general. Um, three things that I wish they would have never told me. <laughs> um, Are you haunted by any feedback you've gotten in a rehearsal at any point in your process? Um. I am something. Something stuck with me. Um, that horrible choreographers, or maybe teachers, said, <laughs> not necessarily all within Graham, but um, you know, I've had choreographers say my legs are, I don't know how to move, and my legs are big fat tree trunks. <laughs> right, <laughs> or, like speaking to. Yeah, I think that's yeah. also like what I was talking about mm-hmm. initially. Is like you can't. Define people. Define people by their body, by like the the their physical form. Yeah, but he was just more. He was just like an awful person. It's just wanted to uh, like attack. Right. Um. Things like that are. Um. I remember like (laughs) a teacher when she found out that I got into Graham. She was like. Oh, so now you don't need to work so much on your turnout or oh. like achieving. And <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Like literally, like these sort of like uh-huh. indictments on your own on your amplitude. It's crazy. Like yeah. you can't say that stuff to people. Are just putting, you know, these people put kids in boxes or you yeah. know, the one of the great things about um New World School of the Arts was like it was a big mixture of all kinds of dancers in the high school and in the college so especially in the college because you're you also have a wide age group and people just want to go there to learn how to dance and then you know obviously they go after whatever they go after but they never they never limited anyone so, mm-hmm. you know, you came in at different stages, but you just worked towards, you really worked towards what you wanted. And it didn't, they didn't, hopefully, at least it didn't happen to me. They didn't, they didn't put you in boxes. That's really good, Lloyd. Yeah. yeah. And I think that a lot of, a lot of people put kids in boxes and it really, it kind of shapes them. And it blocks their mind for when they get older because, you know, not and everybody's not necessarily going to get into the grand company. Oh, right. It builds these like neuroses. Around, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, I, this is this is my thing. Yeah. You, my like thing. you can go for it. Uh, you know, like, please go for your goal, but also be open and willing to try something else just in case that mm-hmm. might not happen. Yeah. Okay, another topic I'm thinking about is um, rehearsal directors engaging in, like, public humiliation mm-hmm. and or public adulation. I think both can mm. kind of be equally destructive. Right. Yes. So to, like, point at a specific dancer in a way that's like, yeah. you did a bad thing, or point at a dancer and be like, everybody look at this person, they did the right thing. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. there are 
situations in which you have to be like, oh, like so-and-so understands this step. Let's look at their body doing it. I think yeah. there's, but mm-hmm. to be like, to make evaluative right. statements, like this is the best and this is the worst. Or if someone is like misbehaving in rehearsal to like, you, I feel like it's important to like address it things privately and not like make a point of someone to everyone else. For That's sure. the kind of stuff that made me hate people. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. The thought I keep having is like therapy. Like I feel like there's a lot of like resentment based negative behavior and statements mm. that come into the room based around like, you know, oh, like. I didn't get into the Graham company or, you know, like that they're like, oh, well, the, these are the rules that I lived by and then I didn't get these things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, you know, it resentments from uh, older generations being yeah. filtered into younger oh, wow. generations is such a, like, toxic. Right. But I, I, I think it does take a certain... Special individual, you have to know how to how to run, how to take control mm-hmm. of a room mm-hmm. and run a rehearsal without tearing down people. Right, and, right. You know, it, it. Let's say you are going over a certain movement over and over and over again, and there's one person that's not getting it right, and you're only doing it over and over for them. Like, there's a way not to single them out, but also tell them <laughs> at a certain point so everybody can move on and yeah. move forward. <laughs> right. I mean, my, my, I feel like best case scenarios with rehearsal directors are people who've come in extremely prepared. Yes. Extremely positive. Yes. And then also like fairly neutral sort of emotionally about the whole yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those mm-hmm. are like the, that's the best case scenario. Right. Cause when yes. you bring in like too much feeling, especially it just, things get weird. Yeah, yeah. It becomes more about them and less about the work itself. Clarity of purpose and like what we're trying to get. Okay, here's the last part of this question and it's it's more general. I'm not really sure how to answer it. Generally speaking, what are a couple of things that may concern you with artists of today, specifically young professionals or even pre-professionals? Wait, what? I don't know. Things that what are what are our what are our concerns about young young dancers? Oh, I guess. that they'll like have a planet to live on. Number one. Yeah. No, I think it's I, I'm not I'm not in that environment, but I from stories I hear, I love that young dancers artists of today are bringing new ideas into the room that are challenging mm-hmm. structures of the past and kind of like forcing people to rethink how they address people how they make work and i think Mm -hmm. young people are demanding things of leadership now in a way that we never did because we were so kind of programmed to be subservient in a way like that was so much a part of dance culture for me was like you know you do as you're told and i think now children are feeling they have some power in they the situation voice, to, so. to be like, well, you can't, yeah. and you I can't think treat me like that. I think there's also leadership that is like also there to meet that demand mm-hmm. in a way that there wasn't. And like, uh, be, 
you know, that there there has also been this transitional yes. thing that like our generations are part of. That like we're that we're uh, you know, I think in the past it's a it's a door opening that like lets these conversations happen. So yes. it's an intergenerational dialogue rather than like a fascistic kind of authoritarian uh you know, this is this is what's gonna be like. We don't care what you think, children. Kind of. Yeah, and I past. do love that the door has been open for for artists to have a voice, especially dancers to to stick up for themselves and whatnot. Um, I don't know what what would I. Um... Well, I I would say also like. If if you as a, a leadership voice in the room want to make points that kind of employ your own history with dance, I think it's good to bring some history into the room in a way that's like illuminating, but not necessarily there uh-huh. to make a point or like mm. teach a lesson, but just right. be like... Or as like an example of how we're supposed to do it. Right, like to bring one's history in as an offering to inspire as opposed to like bringing Mm -hmm. one's history in to make a point. Yeah. Yeah. That was a thought. Because they, I mean, at the end of the day, especially these young, especially, you know, like late middle school, high school, they really, they need inspiration. They need to know that it's possible. Why, what why they're doing all this work in class what is it mm-hmm. leading up to like at the end of the day they just want somebody to really be there for them yeah like why does it matter <clears throat> why why am i doing these like a million ton dues and what's the big deal with this bison like <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah right yeah there there is also you know i think the history in the sense of like uh, preparation like the like repetition these like what it does take to do something perfectly is is also true and real you know that like the the art product is going to change if you don't do these these systems as well and which is great you know, like, we'll make different things. Yeah. I don't right. know. It's it's tricky in terms of, like, wanting to keep, like, a, a, a tradition of, like, Balanchine-type bodies to do, like, this kind of work in this kind of ro- robot or, like, specific way. Right. I don't... And that gets tricky because if, if, you know, if... Well, yeah, it's, tr- it's tricky to cultivate an environment where kind of rigor is valued right, unless you can help everyone to understand the value of the thing you're trying to achieve and like yes. I think that's done by like cultivating an appreciation for right, right. for what it is or like well, also what, the way you yeah the way you work the way you're approaching things like I remember like people used to always like question why I, why I took class with Willie Berman for example and I'm still questioning that. Just point. stop it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But it was his approach to movement that I found really actually very similar to Graham. And 
it's just the way you move through space that I, I don't know. I just, he really, people would live in that class. Like, and he would say all the time, he's like, this is not a warm up class. You're not coming just to do steps. Like it's a full experience. And I really enjoyed that because, you know, sometimes you see people now, or students or dancers, whoever, but they're really dry. And I think COVID made it a little bit worse because they had all these freaking stupid masks and they don't know how to like really show, <laughs> what am I trying to say? Um, personality, performance quality, just live in a moment. They're kind of shut down in a certain way. And this is mm-hmm. not everybody, but this is just what kind of what I pick up on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. nothing's kind of being said. And you're like, oh, my God, you actually have everything, but you look dead inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and no one maybe necessarily has told them anything. Um, I mean, I, maybe yeah. I'm going off the rails. Well, it's here. a curiosity, oh, I, too, around that for me brings up like technology and like the kind of distanced, uh, I mean, with the pandemic, social distance. Well, and it's also where, like, leadership comes into play in terms of, like, cultivating an environment where young people can feel safe to be expressive, you know, because sometimes it's, like, it's really, that's a big hurdle to go from, like, doing things correctly to, like, doing things in a feeling way or in a way that makes you somehow vulnerable to the people who are looking at you. Right. And and also, I think facilitating a life outside of dancing that yes. like comes into the dancing. Yeah. But yeah. that like there's like a full, rich human experience that's yeah. happening. Uh, you know, throughout one's life. Yeah. And right. dance is there as like a, as an art form, not like your entire being. Mm-hmm. I I think it's really this is an interesting topic, Lloyd. Actually, it's really tricky to step into a space and like tell a person to to be more mm-hmm. alive in their dancing because mm-hmm. you're like as the person in that body you're like I am I'm alive <laughs> I'm fairly certain I am living um and so it it's it's a and so I don't know exactly how to approach those kinds of situations but sometimes just a matter of like giving a person enough space and time yeah. to feel like they can be expressive. Like, I I relate to that kind of, like, for a long period of time, just being very um, academic in my approach to classwork. Yeah. And it was only, like, you know, as more of, like, an adult who felt a little bit more free mm. from the, like, competitive environment or the parameters of classwork that I was like, oh, like... I'm here also to have, to enjoy myself and allow myself to have a physical experience that makes me happy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's not that I I need to see people coming on. I don't need a Ronald McDonald face <laughs> splastered, <laughs> plastered on your, on your head. No, yeah, it's the opposite. Really. But you know, Dan, yeah. so... You want authentic right. feeling. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, I think that's just so important. Obviously, every day cannot be, you know, you just need to come in sometimes and take care of your body and do what you need to do for the right. day. 
I mean, asking but... people to feel a way in their dancing is is very tricky, but you can. Yeah. There's kind of physical cueing that you can do that will access that. I think. Yeah, there's. I also feel like there are entire traditions of like. Uh, exercises to access like emotional totally experience that so, that's called gram i mean <laughs> yeah but also like acting and you know that the like there are other modalities to explore i mean you know lloyd you mentioning this this class like that there are different yeah. ways to approach the performance space and like the human expressive like most recently like uh they saw the video but <laughs> we working with Twyla working on um, Caitlin and I's um, entrance for Nine Sinatra songs for our duet one day she was like I'm gonna show you what you guys look like walking into the space oh, no. and it was like <laughs> she grabbed my hand and she we walked across the entire studio and it was basically dead person dead person she was she was like you look like this and just like kind of dragged her body walking across the stage and i was like okay now i know now i know that uh, lloyd in that moment then what is Uh how do you address it like did you actually do something did you was there a physical shift yeah yeah for sure like i i knew i knew right away what she wanted she wanted more life she wanted more more drama to it like she just needed Ooh. a certain kind of energy like i never need under, to... i never understood i feel nervous even you just saying that i'm like ooh, i don't know how i would sort of like react to that no but i think you would which like... i think also brings up a thing of like <laughs> infusing a lot of like uh how tricky it is to be in these positions like you know twyla in this situation is with very like advanced dancers who Mm -hmm. she's also been in the room with for like months probably so like well also versus like a a kind of young person who might just be totally deflated by like well and confused i don't know yeah you you have to get somewhere else you obviously like you have to you have to know how to give imagery to that person and different kind of descriptions that can hopefully draw these things out of them Mm. well and lloyd you come from an environment with now like many many years of theatrical dance experience so Mm -hmm. that kind of sort of mockery (laughs) that twyla did to you yeah or mirror sounds funny Mirror. It's truly funny. I laugh at it every day. No, it sounds funny. Like I'm, I'm sure I would have been LOLing in the space watching her, you know, mock you. But um, what? Yeah, no. I mean, I like a little joke. I like a joke in the rehearsal room myself. Uh, yeah, it's unclear from the video if she was. Jo- I don't think she was joking, but you were laughing at her, which is like she was partly like. Yeah, she, she was, was doing yeah. something funny. Yeah, she knew she was being funny because okay. people were giggling. So she like pumped it up even more. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, <laughs> well, right, 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 right. But but the original like, oh, I'm gonna show you. Yeah, like, I'm gonna show you how you crazy are. you yeah. look. Yeah. Let me show you. Let but, me show you the ways. But you have to. I mean, that's a part of teaching as well. You have to. You have to learn how to give kids 
different ways of mm-hmm. performing. Like, they have to have... No, I don't want to say that. I'm sorry. Because there's no, dance. Lloyd, there's, I think you're, you you're onto have, something. You don't have to, like... Not everything has a, a thing to it. Some things might be very abstract and you don't have a feeling. But... I, I also won't. think that a one a very useful way into feeling is mirroring. So sometimes like that's how we learn to be humans. Like we kind of mirror mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. going on around us. Right. Mm-hmm, right. And so I think dan- in dance that can be like a very useful way of accessing skills and mm-hmm. feelings is to just for initially mirror and then it becomes real for you and your body. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's tricky cuz it feels like there's there's some sense of like correctness or like right idea or something but also wanting to keep some multiplicity of roads available to different people from different places and different bodies to like get somewhere yeah so that's a, that's a tricky that's a tricky like juggling thing of like that there is this place we're trying to get to but we're all gonna get there a different way yeah <laughs> okay those were the questions deep thoughts Great. wow thank you Bobby for that thank you um, those were hard those yeah. they were hard they're challenging um, well we have quite the mammoth episode this week <laughs> thanks Lloyd for joining us thank you for having me Lloyd do you have any parting wishes for our listeners or uh, tips Thanks for joining in, and thank you <laughs> for for seeing me dance. If you saw me dance, yes, and I hope to see you all very soon in person. Oh, that's nice. And everybody, please watch Isaac Mizrahi make an apple tart. Wow! And please buy your tickets to go see Isaac Mizrahi as Amos Hart in Chicago next month. Yes, that was so fun. Yeah, is that fun? All right. All right, well, until next week, we love you. Peace out. We love you.